This is October 25th, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Welcome to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week. And uh, the Bruins are, points-wise, the best team in the NHL, as I say this on Monday afternoon, <laughs> which is which is kind of crazy. I know that Connor and I had high expectations for this group, but to have such a hot start, pretty interesting. So Connor and I talked about that. Uh, we also get into Lena Solmark in that uh, and Nick Felino kind of tearing it up in that bottom six and, and their first road trip of the year, I think is particularly interesting. And we get to that at the end of this episode, Connor, by the way, uh, shout out to him, shot this from uh, the Gillette stadium media parking lot. So uh, props to him for that, holding up his laptop the whole time, like the strong man he is in his front seat with people tailgating all around him. Uh, but without further ado, I won't keep you waiting any longer. Here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. I'm in the parking lot at Gillette Stadium, getting ready for what I assume is going to be a riveting uh, Monday night football matchup between the Patriots and the Bears. <laughs> but I'm happy to be here. How are you? I'm great. I'm not as good as you are, clearly. Everyone always loves the Connor Ryan parking lot episode. It's become a trademark of both podcasts. Everybody loves when you're in the parking lot. I've yet to do a parking lot episode. So maybe I'm up next. Maybe I need to be the one to do the next parking lot episode. Maybe that's how we should we should divvy it out. But I mean, I got to uh, tell you, there's a lot going on. I mean, there's someone there's a tailgate behind me and I believe they're playing a cover of a four non blonde song, ooh. but it's involving Bailey Zappi. So I don't know if those the sultry tones of this cover band, hopefully it's not coming through the microphone, but I can currently hear it right now. But I'm going to I'm going to power through whatever melody uh, is going on behind me. But I don't hear it at Let's all. See. I kind of wish we did. I wish there was it's like no, you on, don't boots on the ground it's, reporting. It's quite it's quite bad. It, it's not it's not great, Evan. Let me tell you. Well, it's like sometimes I remember uh, sometimes people will send me Bruins songs that they make up that they put together. I've never publicized them because I just don't. But a few years ago, someone sent me like a when the Bruins were in the 2019 Cup final, they sent me a huge song with lyrics and singing and everything. Of uh, I, I've since deleted it, I think. So it might be gone. But if I can find it, I'll pull up the song. Maybe I'll sing it live on air because, uh, oh, boy, some some real shoehorning the lyrics there. But uh, anyways, uh, Bruins to get to, as always. Um, and I want to ask you a question, Connor. Are you surprised? Are you surprised? Five, one and oh, third most goals for uh, per game. M- mid-tier goals against per game, which is, you know, fine. But again, best team in the NHL right now, at least points wise. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we talked about this before, Evan, that we both thought this was going to be a very good team. But I think we both also noted and threw in a qualifier there that this is still going to be a team that is going to be treading water, I think was the term we used. I saw a lot of people after the Bruins went to 5-1 and 5-1-0, and they mentioned uh, treading water as a phrase in terms of how they're not really doing that right now. They're kind of exceeding expectations um, again. Is it something where I think they're going to come down to earth a little bit? I think so within the next couple of weeks, just because even Jim Montgomery said, whether it's 
the defense still having to sort some things out or the Bruins offensively there. I think their shooting percentages far beyond like the league average. I think it's something that we're just due to regress just in terms of getting back to the mean there. But that being said, I mean, that just because I think they, they're due to take a step back doesn't mean they're going to go, you know, one, five and two in a couple of weeks or anything like that. Right. Like they're putting themselves in a really good spot to be in a playoff picture. It helps too that other teams are struggling out of the gate. You look at Florida and the way their defense is looking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Toronto's a team that um, it seems like they're running the ship a little bit, but that goalie situation, you can kind of never tell there as well. So um it's going from a situation where if the Bruins keep up this level of player, at least win the games they need to win, be competitive in these kind of tougher matchups you see maybe next week with a team like the Rangers or Pittsburgh, what have you. Um, they're putting themselves in a spot where instead of it being, you know, hovering around 500, treading water by the time Martian and McAvoy get back, they're in a spot where maybe they're second or third in the Atlantic. And all of a sudden you have these huge reinforcements coming that continue to put you over the top. So it's a good spot to be in. If you're the Bruins right now, again, it just feels like a best case scenario to start the season. I mean, I know Swayman has not been, uh, I think the guy they'd hoped for again, it's been two games for Jeremy Swayman, but I still look at the rest of this roster. We're going to get into it later in this episode. where like, things are just going right. I mean, again, no one expects them to keep up this five, one and zero pace through the first two months of the season without Martian and McAvoy. But I don't know how you're not encouraged by what you're seeing. I mean, again, like, as you said, if they are second or third in the Atlantic when Martian and McAvoy come back, oh, boy. Like, and again, it comes back to, you know, and this is the question I think we're going to revisit a lot this year. Are they legitimate Stanley Cup contenders? Now, again, we have them in our Stanley Cup because I think we both look at it like it's going to be a last dance. Everything's going to work. And so far, that's how it's been. We don't expect that to continue, you know every week of the season, it's hard to kind of, you know, say that's going to be the case, but I still look at, 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 you know, if, if they are in a, a position like this to start the, you know, when, when Martian and McAvoy come back and it's hard not to be like, Hey, this is a legit cup contender. Like if they continue to play like this now, again, it's the beginning of the year, the Buffalo Sabres, I have the second most goals for in the NHL. Like it, it these things, you know, the beginning of the season, things are weird. wonky. Things are wonky, but I don't think it's wonky with the Bruins. I don't think this is a Buffalo Sabres type thing. I think this team is legitimately good. And you can look at like, oh, you know, they've blown some leads. But their biggest problem in past years has always been that depth scoring and, and, and offense and getting production outside of the top, uh, outside of, uh, you know, Marsha and Bergeron Pasternak. And they're getting that now, um, which makes me think again, like if this keeps up, I don't know how they're not cup contenders. I know it's six games in, but I don't know how they're not. Yeah, I mean, they're just built. You look at just the way their roster is structured and the amount of guys that are pulling their weight right now, and it's encouraging the fact that you're getting that secondary scoring without really the lines being set, right? Like, we still don't know, like, by the end of this, like, if you told me if I had a clear-cut idea of what the bottom six was going to be in March or April, couldn't tell you. Like, whether it's the younger players who haven't maybe got a shot yet or whether Greer can keep it up, whether Felino, who's been awesome uh, to start the year, is going to be in that spot. But you're still just getting contributions up and down the lineup right now. When you look at the fact that even on defense, for as much people talked about the fact that they're shorthanded and they're still kind of working through implementing the new systems in place with Montgomery. Sure. You can talk maybe about guys like Zaboral um, who have been kind of slow out of the gate, but you can also counter that by the fact that other guys have really stepped up, right? Like I think Fulbert's been really, really good. I think Clifton has like the lone right shot defenseman has been really, really good. I was going to say Clifton's been good. <laughs> So, like, you're getting all these other guys that are stepping up here. And, again, that doesn't mean that 
you need Connor Clifton to all of a sudden jump up and be a top four defenseman for the stretch run, or you need forward to be more than anything of what he is, right? In terms of being a PK specialist, stay at home guy. Princess if, again, it, it's exactly yes, of course. But I think when you look at it, and this is something we talked about in terms of just what they're hoping to get out of just the natural lift from having a guy like Jim Montgomery in, if every single guy in that lineup, or at least most of them, just gives you 5% more in terms of what they can give to this team on a nightly basis, put those all together, you kind of pull that collective effort and that you know collective talent, and you've got a pretty good team, like complementing what is already a pretty set-in-stone core, right? Yeah, no, that's the thing. And that's why, like, again, there's been a lot there that has worked. And one of those things that has worked is Nick Felino. And you mentioned it a little bit, uh, talking about him in the bottom six. And I mean, again, you look at Felino, three goals and assist in, uh, you know, in, in seven, in six games, you know, could have had another goal. There was, you know, a post just genuinely playing better. And I, again, I look at a guy like Felino and I say, wait a second, you know, I know we spent most of the off season kind of saying, Hey, you know, this, this, uh, might be kind of dead weight on the roster. You need to kind of free up some cap space, buy him out. And again, it's only six games, but we're kind of getting proven wrong on that. I mean, again, I think, you know, we, I looked at the comments from Felino back uh, in, in training camp and he was like, Oh, you know, I'm in great shape and I, I feel great again. And this, and I'm thinking to myself like, Oh, you know, a lot of players say that, you know, he looked genuinely slow last year, but it is starting to look like, Hey, he was really hampered by, you know, the injuries that hit him last year and, and the slow start. And suddenly, like, I'm not saying Felino's, you know, the, the, the godsend for this team, but to get production out of a place like that where you expected kind of nothing from, I feel like it's a big part of why this team's doing pretty well right now. No, yeah, no, it's been huge. And I, I think when you look at Felino, and of course, I think it's natural for anyone, whether it's media or fans, to kind of roll their eyes in terms of like kind of the usual preseason cliches, right, of, I'm um, finally healthy, best shape of my I'm life. I'm in the All greatest shape of my life. Yeah, yeah. it's only natural to, you know, have a lot of caution when it comes to things like that. You even look at Flino, it wasn't just that last year was so poor, but it seemed like it was just a downward slide for him, right, in terms of especially just his offense production over his last year in Columbus, uh, the year prior with Toronto. It just seems like the writing was on the wall, right, that he just only didn't have that much gas left in the tank. And, again, as you said, six games in, but it's proven a lot of people wrong. I mean, it's not just the fact that he's – got the actual tangible production, right? I mean, he's already surpassed his goal total from last year, which is pretty good, but just the eye test, right? Like he's arriving on pucks a lot quicker. Um, he even had like that one dangle. I think he had in the, <laughs> in the last game. Like, I don't think he's going to be doing that every night, but you just see him, you know, be more engaged uh, just, you know, a lot faster. Um, and for, for what he brings in that team, right? Again, are we expecting him to be the 20 goal, 50 point guy that he was in Columbus? No, but if he can give you 10 goals and 20 something points out of a fourth line role while giving you solid defensive play, the intangibles that he already provides, you know, off the ice. That's huge for this team, right? Again, it's something where they clearly value him. If they didn't value him, they wouldn't, you know, they would have bought him out over, over the summer. Right. But um, so far he's, yeah, as you said, he's proving a whole bunch of people wrong. Uh, You know, I think part of the reason Nick Felino is doing so well, uh, and I, I can't confirm this, but part of the reason I think is he he must be taking some like athletic greens. I mean, it has to be the reason, right? Mm. Like that's got to be the reason. Unfortunately, you're in front of a trop. You're actually in front of a tropical oasis right now, so you don't even have to change beautiful Fox your backdrop. Beautiful Foxborough, Massachusetts. But our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG One because I wanted better gut health, more energy. I don't drink coffee or use caffeine because I wanted 
uh, healthier natural energy and AG1 has been providing it in droves. Doesn't taste like it's super healthy or anything. Has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each and every morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75, yes, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source adaptogens to help you start your day right. Probiotics uh, is in there as well. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting really, really good. This all supports better sleep quality and mental clarity. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health. Just grab it like a bull by the horns and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Beautiful. And again, you have the tropics behind you. So there is no reason to change your background today because you got beautiful Fox from Massachusetts. Tailgate one right in the background. Of course, yep. better. that's what you would see in Hawaii Guys being dudes. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and just having a great time. And exactly. That's what you see in Hawaii or, you know, Costa Rica or the Bahamas. Like that's the same thing you'd get. It's the same feeling. You Red get Wing you Diner you. is famously located on Waikiki Beach. Yes, exactly. People forget that. And you know what? It, it, it's exactly the feeling you'll get when you, you when you take a drink of uh, athletic greens. So uh, make sure to go do that now. Uh, anyways, um, Felino's an interesting case. Uh, and as I said, you know, again, we looked at him in the offseason and kind of wrote him off. I, I, it still feels kind of early to give a full judgment on that. It feels like Felino's a case. And this might sound like, oh, Captain Obvious Evans speaking again. But if he stays healthy and you think about the postseason, right, like you, you can crap on Felino all you want. You know, he's older he had a bad year last year the regression's been you know more than just a year but he's a guy with postseason experience and if he's producing if he's healthy all year and as you said you can get you know 20 30 points out of him and suddenly you're in a second round series against the lightning or the leafs or even like the panthers and you're kind of digging for those goals in the bottom six he's a guy and again i'm going so far ahead of everything here but he's a guy who i look at and go He's almost kind of reliable for that, just given his experience. Yeah, exactly. Those are the guys you kind of need in a playoff run, right? In terms of veteran guys that have been there before that can really rally uh, guys on the bench in the room, uh, which again, the Bruins have no shortage of that, but just having one more guy like that uh, on this roster is huge for them. And again, when he's engaged and when he's effective, it's usually when he's driving to grade A ice or, you know, he had that one finish where he sniped that puck from the left circle, but a few of his other chances have been, you know, tips, rebounds, all those kind of greasy goals that tend to be the the primary way you bury those chances, especially as a bottom six team uh, or a bottom six line in the playoffs. So I, I think for the Bruins, yeah, they're hoping that a guy like Felino can continue to keep up this pace because he's just one of those kind of foot soldier, you know, middle of the lineup, bottom of the lineup guys that tend to really prove their value uh, during the playoffs, right? Like usually playoffs – it's never always the the big guns or the top six or the star players that carry you along the way to a playoff run. It's it, to, to win a Stanley Cup, you need everyone all across the line to have at least one memorable shift or memorable game. And a guy like Felino is a guy that you can usually try to trust on there in order to get uh, a, a sustained playoff run. 
And again, it could change. Like Felino could go the next 10 games where he's not noticeable. He's, you know, healthy scratched. And we could sit here and be like, hey, you know what? Like that was just a good start to the year. You never know. But it feels like this is a little different because it feels like he's almost getting a fair shot just given the fact that he's healthy. Um, new coach. I mean, this has been one thing that he's kind of talked about is the new coach has helped him out. I mean, you look at even the way you look at that goal uh, against Minnesota on Saturday where he just kind of, you know, finds space you know, is in the right position from the puck and just sniped it. And like, again, that doesn't always happen, but his ability to find space lately and, 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 and kind of, you know, use those outs has worked. And and again, again, I say this, it's six games in, you know, we got to temper ourselves a bit, but um, another person who's been uh, quite impressive to start, honestly, Linus Olmark, Linus Olmark's been outstanding uh, through the, through, um, through the six games. I mean, he's only played four of them, but you know, in the, in the start of the year, I mean, again, you look at, you know, how good he was against Anaheim in Minnesota. You look at the 929 save percentage, 223 goals against average. I believe his high danger uh, goals against average is like 0.63, five on five. I, I could be getting that number wrong, but again, he's been great. And I think it's a good example. Of, and, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this because again, we've been used to Cassidy. For, since, you know, Yaroslav Halak got here and he used Halak and Rask pretty much completely split. And he did the same with, with Omar and Swayman last year. And it's a new coach. And I'm wondering if Montgomery ever goes with that approach of, hey, let's ride Omar here. And I know he spoke today, Monday, um, and said, you know, hey, I want to ride the hot hand, but I also, you know, we have, you know, a lot of games coming up. Do you think there's a chance that Omar separates himself, you know, less than a month into the season? Yeah, I mean, I... I- I think Montgomery is fully in line to, to, as you said, ride the hot hand. And I imagine he's going to get probably two or three of the, these four games during this three and four stretch. And I think it's something that can benefit both guys, right? If you're Omar, all right, you have added confidence, you're playing well, and you just look at the eye test in terms of how he's playing. He just seems more relaxed, more composed, more square to the puck. He's tracking well, just seems like better settled in here. You know, it's something that he talked about, uh, earlier this season where it's much of something that every player goes through when it comes to moving, you know, it still takes time for an athlete to adjust from a place like Buffalo to a place like Boston, uh, the pressure added on in terms of being a, a starting goaltender for a team like the Bruins. You look at the fact that, um, you know, he's moving, finding a house school for his kids. Like all these things are stuff that you don't really think about, but it is an adjustment period for guys. So he just seems more comfortable, more relaxed being here. And so if you're Montgomery and you want to ride the hot hand and give him a lot more starts, at least for now, for Olmark, that's an added confidence boost in terms of building to that strong start that he has. If you're Swayman too, it adds a little bit more fuel to the fire. This is something we saw last year where it seemed like whenever one guy was on a hot streak, the other guy was really kind of slumping, which worked out well for the Bruins in terms of you have them kind of bouncing off each other. And you hope by doing this of giving Olmark and rewarding him for his strong start, keep that momentum going, keep on piling on points. But if you're Swayman, it also, again, builds that kind of natural competitive fire. They're best buds. They do their goalie hugs, all that stuff. But it's still from a pro athlete to a pro athlete, you want to be out there as much as possible. So it seems like it's a win-win scenario if Montgomery goes with both the, with Allmark for a majority of the reps, at least for this week. Yeah, again, it's I don't think it's I don't think he's going to say Linus Allmark is the starter for the rest of the year. That is mm-hmm. not happening. But I do think it's interesting that, again, Kind of like Felino, I mean, I think a lot of people last year, as good as Olmark was, people said, that contract isn't worth it. You're paying way too much. And it's like, no, like that actually was worth it to get a guy like that who can be a starter, was a starter for much of last year, you know, like split the games. 
and you're you're seeing that money even pay off a little bit more now. And again, I mean, it seems it, it sounds like we're just kind of like you know, oh, these moves are great, and it's like no, but they're they're great. They've been good so far. I think is the, kind of the the key part. Yes. Um, and again, with a guy like Omar, it's it's just it's working. You know, like it, it's just he's and he seems like a fit. He's a nice guy. You you know, like he's fun in those like videos. You know, so I just to me, I look at uh, a guy like Omar, and I uh, I say it's a safe bet. It's a very safe bet that uh, him and Swayman are going to split the net a bit this year. We're talking really safe bets. We're talking about our good friends over at Bet Online. Football is back, as you can tell. You're there now. Bet Online, the the boots are fully entrenched on the ground. Bet Online is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football odds, news, and game matchups. No matter what week of the year the games are taking place on, Bet Online is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like the NHL, the NBA, the MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Again, promo code CLNS50 to get those rewards. Bet online, where the game stats. Stats. Where the game stats. So, interesting thing with the Bruins schedule here. Uh, and we're not going to sit here and play the old win loss game. We're like, oh, they're going to win this one. No, they're going to lose this one because possible. But uh, their first real road swing of the year because they've pretty much been at home for most of October. Uh, November is going to be a little bit different story. Um, but again, you look at, uh, you know, they have the Stars tonight, Tuesday. They have the Red Wings Thursday. Uh, and then they go on the road, Columbus Friday. Uh, I just pulled up highlights of the team. That's not good. Uh, then Tuesday, they're in Pittsburgh. Thursday, they're in New York against the Rangers. Saturday, they're in Toronto against the Leafs. Yeah. They come home for the Blues, and, and they have, you know, then the Flames. I'm not going to go too far in advance, but you have a pretty good four-game road trip there. Your first of the year, you got the Leafs, you got the Rangers, you got the Penguins. The Blue Jackets are not amazing, but, you know, you never know in Columbus. Um, that's going to be the first big test of the year. Uh, hot take, I think that's going to be a real, real big first test of the year uh, is how they do that. And I think if – I will say this. I think if a guy like Linus Olmark goes in there and let's say they gave him, you know – Let's say Swayman got Columbus and Omar got two of the three against New York, Toronto, and uh, uh, Pittsburgh and did well. Maybe he's getting more than 55% of the reps. Um, what do you think comes out? I mean, I know it's far in advance. We'll talk about it on Poke the Bear, but what do you think could come out of that road trip? Yeah, I think that one's going to be, as you say, kind of the first real gut check or the first real test for this team, right? I mean, you could say the the Panthers were the first test at home, but that was a team that sort of through its own issues, pretty much played with four defensemen as the game went on because they lost Ekblad, they lost Montour before the game started. Um, but yeah, that's a team where uh, you also look at who they're going up against. You've got kind of different flavors in terms of the other contenders in the East that you're going up against, right? You've got Pittsburgh, which is like averaging six and a half goals per game to start the year. So that would be one. Yeah. 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 There'll be a test for your defense and how kind of this patchwork crew is going to handle themselves, whether it's old Marcus Swayman, it's going to be tough. You look at the Rangers who people are viewing as, you know, maybe like kind of a dark horse uh, contender this year, based on how they kind of took a big step forward last year. Uh, Anytime you go up against Shesterkin to challenge. So see how the Bruins offense can handle against an elite, goalie that can win you a series or or two or three right when you look at Chester when he's on his game and then Toronto right that's a team that we talk about their flaws but they can still score in a hurry they're still a team that everyone talks about when it comes to 
kind of the hurdles in front of the Bruins in the Atlantic. Uh, so going up to so- uh, Scotiabank, it's going to be a challenge there. So if the Bruins come out of that road trip with two, two, three wins, or you're piling on points during that stretch, that's a key barometer in terms of, right. That's kind of that first real tough stretch there. And, and if they come out of that with points, you have to feel good about where this team is building their game, especially once you look at a, a week, you know, two weeks down the road when McAvoy and Martian are both back out there. And can you outscore the Leafs? I think that's a really vital question to this team because this team through six games is beating teams because they're outscoring them. They're not beating them because they're, you know, such great defenders. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been the, and we talked about this, uh, you know, past podcast, that's been their issue in the past. Can they outscore a team like Toronto? So uh, that will surely be interesting. Uh, but Connor, what can people look forward to from you over at uh, Boston Sports Journal? Yes, beyond uh, the Patriots coverage that I'll have uh, from today's game, I will, of course, have uh, daily coverage of the Bruins, um, whether it's game reports, practice reports, video breakdowns, features. We had a lovely little feature on Derek Fulbert and his dog, Dalla. Yes, came out this very weekend, nice. Which, which came out very well. Um, so we'll have that stuff every single day throughout this NHL season. So please follow along and subscribe at bostonsportsjournal.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all of that. For CLNS Media, I'm Evan Marinovsky, Burns Beat listeners. Have a great rest of your week.